Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Soil Podcast, where the Word of God meets ears, minds, and hearts, and by His grace grows a great harvest. I'm Aaron Fesenmeyer, pastor of York Evangelical Free Church, right here at the crossroads of the Midwest, York, Nebraska. I am grateful you've joined me today. Jesus commanded his disciples in the gospel, according to Matthew, in chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. You're probably familiar with it. He said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And the Apostle Paul highlights in another epistle in Romans that his ministry is one of word and deed. What does this mean? This means that Christ did not come, die, rise, and ascend so that his followers would do things as they've always done without him. Welcome to the letter to Philemon. The letter to Philemon demonstrates how far the gospel is to go in our being, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, ambassadors of reconciliation. This is a super short letter, but it is a wonderful letter. So as we get started today, just to provide a little bit of background information, this letter springs from a broken relationship. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to a fellow brother in Christ, and those words are very important for understanding the letter. Fellow brother in Christ. And this man was a faithful man, named Philemon. And Paul writes concerning writes to Philemon concerning another man named Onesimus. This Onesimus mentioned in this letter is thought to have been a runaway slave of Philemon's, having either stolen or damaged the property of his master. And it seems that Onesimus had possibly sought out the apostle for guidance as to how to proceed. Now that he's fallen out of favor with his earthly master, these details aren't given to us either in this letter or in the canon of scripture or in extra biblical literature. They're made basically by inference. However, what we do know is clear. During this, whatever it was, it resulted in a fracture of a relationship. And what is important to note for this letter is that During this fracture, the fundamental relationship that Philemon previously had with Onesimus has changed. As one commentator put it, Onesimus, whom Paul is sending back to Philemon, has come back not so much as a slave, but as a son. So how does this happen? Well, If you look at the big story of the Bible, human relationships were broken during the fall in Genesis 3. And Onesimus' and Philemon's broken relationship is but one fruit of that. But what Paul is writing is that there is a new relationship that transcends the brokenness and works in to heal it. This relationship, as Paul calls it in the letter, is in Christ. And in Christ, Paul writes an appeal to Philemon for reconciliation to take place because of his and Onesimus' new relationship in Christ. 
This relationship in Christ is about a new family, the family of God. And something wonderful happened to Onesimus. In verse 10, it seems that Paul led this guy to Christ. Because in verse 10 of Philemon, Paul says that he became the father of Onesimus in his imprisonment. This made Philemon and Onesimus, their master-slave relationship notwithstanding, it made them brothers in Christ. And that's what we get to see in this letter. The gospel breaks down the divisions between the greater thans and the lesser thans. Most dramatically framed here in the letter to Philemon by the word brother. Paul uses this term four times to convey more than just a friendly affection. He is stating the truth of his and Philemon's relationship. And more significantly for the letter, the truth of Philemon's and Onesimus's new relationship in Christ. This familial bond that has been created because of the gospel does not necessarily remove the socioeconomic institutions, such as slavery in this case, but it does transcend them, calling believers to a type of interaction that works itself out in love that goes beyond where we are on the map of someone's categories. For Philemon, the call here is one of faith, that God has made him and Onesimus one in the Lord. And what do brothers do to each other? Well, they pick on each other and they help each other be tough, right? <laughs> Maybe, but scripturally, scripturally, it's love. This is a major theme of this letter. One of the most incredible aspects of the letter to Philemon is that Paul chooses, Paul the apostle, get this, chooses not to exercise his right as an apostle to demand obedience to the law of Christ of Philemon, even though he could. Instead, he chooses out of love to first appeal to Philemon to love as a brother in Christ. In love, Paul expresses his desire to keep Onesimus with himself, but also, in love, understands Philemon's position, both of Roman law and of the possibility of compulsion into obedience. As well, Paul recognizes that Onesimus may have caused Philemon something in monetary losses, some damages, and demonstrates love to both Onesimus and Philemon by committing to repay any damage that Onesimus may have done. The letter to Philemon, short though it is, is probably the most application-oriented letter of the New Testament. It ties in, without explicitly saying so, the content of the gospel taught across the rest of the New Testament. This brief letter assumes what other letters in the New Testament explicitly say, state, that because of Christ's reconciling work by his own death and resurrection, so now... We who have the Holy Spirit are to walk in a newness of life that loves transcendently and deeply as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's Philemon. So I want to encourage you to read it and love it. As we start this book, let me pray for us as we receive God's word in the letter to Philemon. Father in heaven, Thank you that Jesus saves us not just from sin, but also to wholesome and reconciling relationships. Lord, we confess that this is not easy, so we need your help. 
Please help us by your Holy Spirit to understand your heart in this letter and to live out your heart in our relationships with one another in your church. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Good Soil Podcast. I'm enjoying reading the Bible with you. Let me encourage you to keep reading. His voice is worth hearing. Until I talk with you next, may God reap a great harvest in our midst as His Word grows in good soil.